Hello, everybody. Welcome to Popcorn Planet, and I am here with Nerd Wars Live. Yes, it worked. Boom, 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 boom. We're back. Episode 10, baby. Uh, and I've been so looking forward to this topic. Yeah, you were here. We we were like, let's when we saw the movie, we got, man, we got to do prequels versus sequels once it's all said and done. And now we've all had time to digest. And I'll be honest. This is a hard one because I could I could go either way. I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, 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 it's one. No, this one's tough because both of them have their problems. The only thing the prequels have to his advantage is there's more time, right? We have more time to have digested. So that's the only thing that's a slightly still unfair, I think, about this debate. But we're going to try and get into it anyway. we got some amazing guests. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Spread the word on social if you can. Support the stream however you can. All that stuff is down below and all the stuff. Let me introduce who's here, though, so we can explain how this show is going to work. I'm so excited. In studio, I got... Don and Damien, welcome guys. Your mics are now on. They're hot. Oh, Always hot good mics. to be here. Hi. Hey, What's there you're up? there. Uh, Don <laughs> and Damien, you're going to be helping two of our big uh, guests here. Are you excited for this? Very excited. Absolutely. Let's meet them. Guys, you are on Skype, and here we go. We got Chris Gore and Boogie2988. What's up, guys? Hi. So excited to have you both here. This is going to be a fun battle. You guys uh, have been prepping this. We've been talking about this for, for a while. I'm excited to have you both. Uh, how are you How are you both feeling? Boogie, you are a returning player here. Mm -hmm. You played really well last time against Dick Masterson. Surprised and everybody. I did, I did lose to Dick. I did lose. But you uh, you did. Dude, you were a pretty formidable opponent. You, you were close. Uh, but how are you feeling today? Have you, you learned a little bit from last show? Do you feel like you're ready to, to take out Chris? I, I really do, and I've really thought about this all day. I mean, I've had a busy day, but I really focused on, like, what makes the, the, the sequels better than the prequels? And I've got some good answers here. I really think I'm going to sway some people, because when I started doing my research this morning, I could have went either way. But now I'm ready, and I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Chris, I love that face. You were like, uh-huh. <laughs> Chris, I welcome Chris Gore. It's an honor to have you, sir. I, I'm a huge fan. Tack of the show. Film threat. You're a, you're a legend in this space. Thank you for coming on the show. Crossing enemy lines. So many people in this space don't even want to be here. You are a gentleman, a scholar, for uh, coming here, being nice enough to, to, to nerd award out. Uh, you, uh, you, you, have you been thought about this all day? Is this a hard fight for you? Do you feel like this is actually challenging? Are you? To tell me your thoughts on prequels versus sequels. Well, uh, I, I haven't been thinking about it all day, but I definitely thought about it after I saw The Rise of Skywalker. I feel like The Rise of Skywalker told us what are the sequels about? I think if you look at the original trilogy, it's about something. It's about redemption. If you look at the, uh, the, the prequels, it's also about something, Fall from Grace. And then the sequels, well, what was that about? Uh, I don't want to tip my hand and get start the debate before it begins, but uh, I really had a lot of thoughts about it, and I was not judging because I know that The Last Jedi was so controversial. Um, I wanted to see how it was going to wrap up, and now that we've seen it, I have my thoughts. Well, here we go. We're all here. We're ready to fight this fight. I'm so excited to do it, so let's get to it. Before we do, though, I want to plug... I got to plug a buddy of mine. Uh, it does a very awesome con in Charlotte. Anybody who's in Charlotte, North Carolina, we are going to be at Mad Monster. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, wait, it should have been full screen, but it somehow isn't. Uh, but there he is. I'm going to get this full screen. Uh, Mad Monster on February 14th, 2020. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to be doing a live Nerd Wars. Uh, these guys are going to be there with me, Don and uh, Damien. I'm so excited. We're doing 
Live Nerd Wars, Robert England's there, Carl uh, uh, Weathers, uh, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick, the entire cast of Scream with Nev Campbell. Lots more surprise guests, Hellraiser himself. Uh, it's a really fun horror convention. If you guys are in the North Carolina uh, region at Charlotte, come support it. Go get your tickets at madmonster.com. I will be there doing some, hopefully, live streaming the show, uh, panels with some celebrities. Uh, so happy to support it. Lots of fun stuff. So uh, make sure you check it out. If you are in Charlotte, hit me up on social if you've got any questions about it. But I would love to see some of you out there. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, if whether it's streamed or not, we'll have something fun, some footage. Another Change My Mind uh, Comic-Con edition will be there. So a lot of fun stuff in, in store. So Valentine's Day weekend, mark your calendars. All right, so they're my sponsor because I wanted to hook up my buddy who's been gracious enough to set us over there. Uh, but let's get to this fight. We're going to have this fight. There may be a, an added fight uh, because there was some news today about uh, Obi-Wan. We might get there as well, so stay tuned. But let's get to the fight at hand. Uh, we now know who our players are. Chris and Damian, you were going for the prequels. Uh, Boogie and Adon, you were going for the sequels. Let's start this out. Uh, Chris, as the new fighter, would you like to go first or second? I will let you have that honor since you're the newbie. Uh, well, um, I would like to go first, if Boogie doesn't mind. Uh, more than welcome, sir. All right, great. There we go. Gentlemen's already. We'll see how long that lasts. Let's do this. Ready <laughs> to, to ward out. Chris, why are the prequels better than the sequels? Well, uh, first of all, uh, they're actually about something. There are deeper layers to the prequels, and I do believe that they've aged well. I believe that they've aged well because the story is a timeless one whereas the sequels are too rooted in things in the air and politics today. I, so I believe that the prequels are about a democracy that falls into the dark side of a totalitarian dictatorship. And also the, uh, uh, there, there's many other ideas that are woven in, but I feel like with the distance of time, the prequels have aged much better. In addition, the prequels are the most successful independent movies ever made because they were independently made by George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars. That's another another thing that I think makes this, the prequel stand out. Um, there are just so many great little ideas woven into the prequels. Um, everything from the battle droids, the cloners, the, uh, the origins of Boba Fett, um, Count Dooku, things that maybe weren't resolved that maybe we'll see resolved uh, in other storytelling. But I, I now, with the distance of time, because I, when I first saw the prequels, I did not love them, and I wanted to love them more. Now, with the distance of time, they've really aged well. I think that part of the reason I like the prequels now more is because the sequels were such a colossal disappointment. And I say this because the catastrophic error that was made by Disney, a multinational corporation, is that they did not unite the threesome. Han, Luke, and Leia. That first movie should have reunited Han, Luke, and Leia. And by not doing that, by not doing such the obvious thing that the entire audience wants to see, they, they, they screwed themselves from the beginning. And additionally, it's clear, based on everything that's come out about uh, Colin Trevorrow's script about uh, from Duel of the Fates, uh, you saw Robert Meyer Burnett's uh, little little synopsis of that script. Um, when we've seen that there's kind of been no ideas, I think the, the best thing I saw about Rise of Skywalker was uh, it's like a script that was written by two years of Reddit comments, right? <laughs> it's just utterly ridiculous. 
some of the stuff. Like, what was this leading to? What were what? You know, I was I was perfectly happy to give them the benefit of the doubt. But Rise of Skywalker, the worst reviewed Star Wars movie, worse than Phantom Menace, to me cements the sequels as being a colossal disappointment. I almost think that actually we would have actually accepted the sequels and what happened to our legacy characters if episodes seven, eight, nine was called 10, 11, 12. But you needed to satisfy what the audience wanted to see. They wanted to see Han, Luke, and Leia reunited. And now that opportunity is completely gone now that Carrie Fisher has passed away. Um, I, I think the sequels are always going to be, for me, kind of a asterisk. And uh, the prequels have actually uh, aged better. So so that is that is my opening salvo, Boogie. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Ooh, all right, Boogie, go for it. <laughs> I was going to make an argument here, Chris, you scruffy-looking nerd herder, that the <laughs> the sequels were better. But honestly, I just wanted to dismantle your argument. Those videos only age well if you are completely blind, okay? That CGI wasn't even good for the time. And now that we fast forward to now, it's much worse than it's ever been. Nothing throws you out of a movie than bad CGI. You can say what you want to about the scripts of the new films, but at least they look good. At least we don't have to watch an apple float across a table and then shrink in size to fit inside of Padme's mouth, all right? <laughs> Like, I get that the Canto scene, the casino scene was fucking boring, but it's nothing compared to 28 minutes of learning about how the fucking Senate works. What yes, makes the original Star Wars scripts good is because all of that shit is in the background for you to fill out with your whole mind. What makes the prequels so fucking bad is that they had to fill out every last boring fucking detail. Things no one in their right mind could give a shit about. You're right. I do believe that we should have reunited the original three in the uh, uh, in the sequels, okay? But at least when you watch the sequels, you know who the main character is. Who the fuck is the main character of The Phantom Menace? Who is the main character of the entire prequels? It's the worst writing George Lucas could have ever done. And you can say that Ryan Johnson, you can say that J.J. Abrams are, are not good writers, but compared to George Lucas, they're fucking Shakespeare. The problem with the prequels that the sequels doesn't have is that the sequels were paid by a committee but just like you said, they're the worst independent films ever made because George Lucas unchecked is a fucking lunatic, all right? If he had his hands on the pre on the sequels, you would realize what a nightmare world we'd be living in. Disney buying that so that he didn't make those movies? Have you seen these leaked scripts about microscopic creatures called the wheels? I mean, your argument in this case is like sand, okay? It's coarse, it's <laughs> annoying, and it gets fucking everywhere. <laughs> Bravo. I was worried because Chris okay, started so well, but I'll be honest, you both just delivered. All right, back to you, Chris. Uh, first of all, uh, we acknowledge, I think we both would be willing to acknowledge that the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy, flawed. They're flawed differently. And yes, I would say that that final scene in 4K of uh, uh, Phantom Menace looks like a PS3 video game. Okay, it, 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 it's, it's not so great. But Avatar also looks bad. I, I, I just think that the thing that, the thing about the prequels is they made me care. And after really The Last Jedi, I didn't really care about these characters. The Last Jedi, to me, felt like the end of Star Wars with Broom Boy. This was this, we're closing a chapter, it's done. And all I care about, because let's be honest, 
Star Wars is, and always will be, to me, the adventures of Luke Skywalker. I care about Luke Skywalker. That's, that's what it was supposed to be. From the Journal of the Wills, the adventures of Luke Skywalker. I think that I think that Disney is moronic to not make, as much as we'd all love to see an Obi-Wan series, I think it's stupid to not like show us uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker being a badass, right? I mean, they de-aged him in the sequels. Why not tell his story? So at least with the prequels, I cared. Ray, I didn't care about. She is a Mary Sue, let's be honest. The whole thing, I think it, I think it betrays, and I feel bad for young young women who have to now see this character. They don't see a flawed character. They see a perfect person. There's no growth. Luke was Luke failed constantly in the original trilogy. Anakin failed constantly in the prequels. And Ray, who cares? I mean, Ray Skywalker is now a meme. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. Like I, I think one of my favorite ones is when someone uh, someone did a little frames of Batman, and someone asks, he says, "I'm Batman." Uh, who Batman? He says, "Batman Skywalker." <laughs> it's the, 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 look that final. I, I saw Rise of Skywalker opening week, like everybody did, and everyone laughed when when Kylo Ren Ben Solo fades away ridiculous the ray skywalker at the beginning why why did she name herself skywalker if anything she should have named herself organa solo right i mean i, I assume that or leia or was organa dash solo i don't know what happens when you get space divorced which is so dumb because some of the best stuff in the sequels happened off off screen right? Luke starting a Jedi Academy, all the stuff with Kylo Ren. That's why I say that the sequels might have been good films if they were titled episode 10, 11, 12, right? We would have had some distance and we would have been able to see our legacy characters, which is the reason we all still freaking care about Star Wars. We care about them because of the legacy characters. And in my opinion, the sequels did a total disrespect to every sequel character. Han Solo going out like a like a bitch with a lightsaber to the chest from his own son. Ridiculous. It's stupid. There's nothing wrong with a character going off into the sunset. That's how, that's how characters used to die. Shame, right? I don't know. Okay. That's an old school. It's a Western from <laughs> the 50s. I don't remember. That's, that's a good I movie. That's a good movie. Boogie. Great movie. Boogie. Thoughts on that? I don't the want hero goes off the sunset. Han Solo should have gone off into the sunset or an act of self-sacrifice, not going out like a bitch. And, and, Luke, you know, look, I'm fine with Luke's Luke's Luke fading away, but when that happened, I was done with Star Wars. It was done for me. I wanted to see Luke Skywalker be a badass. He 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 after with the resist with the, the you know the first order. The other thing that the sequels do not do well is set up the world building. Yes, you can complain all you want about space councils and this, but we understood how the world of the prequels worked. We understood how Sidious was able to create this cloned army, right? And we didn't have to actually see the invoices go through, right? And be approved by human resources. But all I'm saying is, is that the world building in the sequels was so bad, people didn't even understand the resistance is what. And then Leia just fades away and kind of distracts. She's sort of responsible for her son's death that didn't last. I mean, it's ridiculous. So you can go on and on, but the legacy characters were disrespected. And I feel that the characters in, in the prequels are far more compelling, which is why they're making an Obi-Wan series, or let's hope they're making one. Uh, and they're not considering any series related to the sequels. Boogie, thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd like to talk about some of the compelling 
uh, characters that you're pointing out in the prequels. Um, let's uh, let's see, Jar Jar Binks, Jub Jub, uh, some of just nightmarish shit that happens in that. You, I don't understand how the world works uh, when I watch the prequels because at the beginning of the first film, Jedi can run super fast like fucking Sonic, then they never do it again, even though they have places they need to be and shit they need to do. And in between that, we do have that world building that's lacking in the sequels, but that world building is the most boring parts, okay? I want to see Jedi's fighting. And I don't mean I want to see Yoda of flipping around like a, a fucking Beyblade that's completely lost its mind that's gone off the track. I want to see actual Yoda fighting. I want to see fighting lightsaber fights. I want to see people hacking into each other. The way that I saw Kylo uh, Ren and Rey Skywalker hack the ever-living shit out of each other. And did I like it when Rey called herself Skywalker? No, because it was cringy. Or should I say, no! <laughs> Because there's some cringy shit in the prequels too, dude. Okay? Like, if that's where we're going on, that's fine. We can out-cringe each other all day. But there is less cringy stuff, in, including Leia Poppins, including Ray Skywalker, and all of the other memes, than there are just in the third prequel. There's more embarrassing moments where they show that they're building the lightsaber when the Emperor uh, leans over and says, in your anger it appears you've killed Padme. And he finally turns into Darth Vader. That epic moment alone should not have been butchered so horrendously. I don't care how young you are. When you watch the prequels, it's bad. When you watch the sequels, a child watching this for the first time is going to enjoy it because they're not going to get bored out of their mind the way they will in the prequels. I've tried to go back and watch those movies. I watched them in the theaters. I watched them a second time in the theaters. And before this new sequel series came about, I watched the prequels. And you know what? I'm still as hurt by them today as I was, as I was then. When it comes to the sequels, there's some really good stuff in there. You mock Broom Boy, but I love the idea that anyone can be a main character in the series, that anyone can be Force-sensitive. I wish they'd taken that and run with that idea. You want to talk about compelling stuff, talk to a Raylo fan, what that did to them. And you tell me that Padme's incestuous, pedophilic, fucking nightmare of a relationship with Anakin can hold a candle to just the implied sexual tension that happened between Kylo and Rey. The real problem is, and you're right about this, it was a video made... Uh, a series of movies made by committee and, and those people definitely made their mistakes because they shied away from what would have made the new series unique and interesting. But that's the problem with the prequels too. It took what we already had in episodes three or sorry, four five and six and it butchers it. I walked out of those movies, no longer liking star Wars. I walked out of those movies hating Star Wars. I thought of Anakin as a badass, but instead I now see him as a petuous child, okay? I see him as a piece of human garbage. I, I love the idea of a, a relationship with him. Why did he have to be 11 when Padme fell in love with him? What, what possibly was George Lucas thinking with any of this garbage, right? You can say what you want about the sequels, but at the end of the day, at least there's no pedophilia. <laughs> Chris, thoughts on the pedophilia? Nice. Uh, uh, I'm going to pass on that one, but I, but I will say just a couple of things. Um, she did not uh, sleep I mean, with him while he was 10. Relax, y'all. 
You talk about that anybody can be a Jedi. No, because they threw that idea out the window when Rey became a Palpatine, which was a dumb idea. Utterly ridiculous. I'm sure Reddit loved it, but I, I feel I feel that like that was that just completely betrayed that concept that you like. The second thing is the best Jedi duels, whatever you think about the sequels, the prequels, the original, the OT, the best the best Jedi fighting is in the prequel films. I'm sorry. Go back and watch those go back and watch all the Jedi duels. And at least in the prequels, those lightsabers are get to, put to good use. People get their heads chopped off. People get limbs chopped off, replaced with robotic parts. And none of that happened because we can't chop off a girl's arms or legs, which would have been, which actually would have been cool. That would have been a risk. If Kylo Ren chopped off Ray's arm or something like that, that would have been badass. And then she gets like, then she gets a laser gun for an arm. I don't know. That would have been, did, that would did have you, been did you, did you? this floor to you because we have two people here also i just want to get damien and don to just get in this fight so you guys can all free for all is there anything what do you want to do damien you go first so i'm just gonna keep it is there anything you haven't heard yet that you want to sort of chime in to add to help chris's chris's fight here all right there's so much there's so much he was sitting there and he was talking about how like the dance fighting and all this other jazz all right let's 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 start with your characters in the in the sequels don't care about any one of them not one kylo barely you don't care about any one of them at least in this in the prequels you have anakin and you follow and guess what everyone cares about obi-wan everyone actually really genuinely had an emotional reaction when qui-gon died here they gave us our three main characters in the sequels our three biggest characters in the whole trilogy and they gave them the most saddest quietest most bs deaths in the world luke skywalker one of the most badass jedis he force projects himself and then goes away peacefully. Leia lays down and goes away peacefully. Han doesn't even fire off a shot. He doesn't get he doesn't get not one badass kind of a death. You took our three main characters and gave them no kind of credo when it comes to their final swan song. They got nothing. They didn't even get a force presence at the end. At least even with you had to deal with Ewoks, they got all the ghosts at the end. You didn't even give them that. And then what are we talking about? Um, we're talking about the Han Solo knockoff, who we never really follow and killed a bunch of people at the big, in the second in the second film. And what we're supposed to root for him? Are we supposed to root for the uh, the uh, the defector of uh, by the way the First Order, which is nothing but a knockoff of what we already had? At least in the prequels, we had a trilogy of unique storylines. Yes. So what? We had to do some counseling. That's that's part of the that the prequels went and said, 
We're going to show you how the Republic fell. And not to mention, we had spinoffs that came off of that. My point is, and I'm just going to keep this brief because I'm going to let Don come at it, and then we're going to go back at this again because <laughs> <laughs> I know he wants to say some stuff, and I got some stuff for him, but I just want to get this out. Go ahead. My thing is that the people that watch the, the sequels are watching it for eye candy, and they're going to end up with, especially for any of us who have been on this long journey for nine films, you end up with a shoved film down your throat of, hey, what are we going to do in the first 15 minutes? Jump to a planet. Jump to a planet. Jump to a planet. Jump to a planet. You have no way of actually absorbing what this film is. It's beautiful because technology has moved forward, but there's no substance. There's no depth. There's nothing behind these overpowered game characters, and that's all they are. They're shadows of previous characters. They're, they're mimics of those, those characters. They're overpowered video game characters. They're nothing. And what do we end up with? The exact same villain that's been around since the other, uh, since the other six films? Really? That's the best you can come up with? They couldn't even come up with uh, her being a clone of him or anything of that? They couldn't do anything? They showed him, hey, by the way, he's got another clone army. Yay. I've, nothing original came out of the sequels. There was nothing there. We got to see Yoda fight. Yes, that was badass. I don't care what you guys said. The first time Yoda ripped his robot and f forced, grabbed his lightsaber, everyone was like, hell yeah, in the, in the theater. There was nothing like that. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Okay. There was yeah. nothing yeah. like that. I'm sorry. There was nothing. Well, that's screw y'all. I love it. I was like, hell yeah, because I've always wanted to do that. If I said, if I don't have the force, man, I'm going to call that slide super straight to my hand. Meanwhile, y'all got what? Force Skype? And now we're doing things with where y'all are doing. You talked about them, them running in the prequels. Okay, these guys are handing lightsabers via telepathic wormholes. What? They're not even stargating. What the hell's going on here? My point is that the sequels took. Like the sequels it took was the like force, force powers on delivery. Right. The sequels took the force. Yeah, yeah. Force Amazon. I guess I like that better than Force <laughs> Skype. Force Amazon. I want it now. Point is, I got more. I'm gonna let Adon take it a little bit because your your sequels have no substance compared to the prequels. Okay. Adon, go ahead. Yeah. So first of all, don't care about any characters. Let's talk about BB-8, son. Everybody loves BB-8. Okay, BB-8 is cute. <laughs> no, no. Do you care about right him? No, like, I know kids that have cried over BB-8. Don't ever talk uh, smack about him. And then I got I got to call you out on this, Chris. Uh, uh, Han Solo did not go out like a bitch. Uh, Han Solo is the man, and he will always be the man. And he is the man because he's a father those that cares. Rose, those are rose-colored glasses I would, <laughs> looking at. I would no, like he's a father that cares, and that he doesn't want to be like, I'm going to boss over my son. I was like, I want to win over my son and show him I still care. And it was in that moment that uh, the son cho chose to, uh, to do a lightsaber on him. That's nothing wrong with that. That's a strong moment. That's a man that will cry for his son. Now, bring him back to my list because I took a list. Okay. To uh, bring it down on this, just because the, the originals were uh, profitable doesn't mean they were successful. We argue this all the time. Movies and franchises, they make profits, they do well. Doesn't mean that they were a successful franchise, uh, you know, choice. Captain Marvel is one of those ones I argue about. Like, and to this day, it's a very profitable film, but just it's not that successful in my eyes. Now, can as I far pause, as... Can I pause on that one oh, just wait, for a second? We had right. this argument before. We'll, we'll, we know we'll, this. we'll go back and forth. You're right. Profitable versus successful. But 
the success of the prequels isn't necessarily in its profit. It's the fact that its characters were able to go on into cartoons and in spinoff shows. And actually, there's there's development of a character. Anakin grows over time. They use the cartoons and the spinoffs to try to salvage what they went wrong with the salvage. The, yes, it, because it they, those characters it's were broken. Springboard. There's nothing to springboard for for the sequels. Oh there's God, none of those yes. characters that you're gonna follow. Those cartoons that. and series were BBA so much series. better. I'll watch a Wally version of BBA. Yeah, like, That's about it. Wally version of BBA. That's all I gotta go with. It. Listen. Like Anakin was so much better in the animated series than he was in the actual movies. The script was not done by George Lucas. It was done by people that actually cared about it in that franchise of that sense. Now, here's what I'm going to say about the politics. Okay. And uh, listen, there's no way to uh, ignore the fact that a third of the entire series for the prequels was pretty much politics. Yeah. Everything that had to do with it was politics. But the it, politics in the uh, the sequels, barely there. And we all agree these are movies but for also kids. So is, but it's also so is all the explanation of why the hell they even came back. You had an entire army that came back when you – a republic that just defeated an army like this just magically allowed an army to come yes, back? Yes, but it, we don't spend half the film debating about how they come back. Is we it, is spend it, a small portion of it to go into is that. Is this just a fan desire to sit there and say all Star Wars has to be about is a hero's journey and lightsabers? Or can Star Wars be about something else? Because I'm sorry, there's a lot of other things that happen in Star Wars. Yes, Congress. Yes, deception. It was also about how the Jedi got deceived. This this guy pulled the wool over an entire series of nations, not just one planet. He is fucking space Hitler. All right, okay. I no, want to hear Don. Do you, just before I go back to Chris and Boogie, is there anything else pro or or ne- like what? Why do the prequels? I need to hear more on the prequels sucking. Politics is a very good point. Okay. What else? So, okay. So this is something I always discuss about with my brother in regards to this. We're huge martial art fans and we watch the films. There's uh, And this has to do with you watch the originals, you watch the prequels. We talked about how they go super uh, Saiyan fast and they could do all these things. And now they're doing like martial art kung fu moves, which they never existed. So it takes it out and feels like a different world. There, The entire feel of the uh, film is completely different for the prequels than you are from the originals to the sequels. The sequels actually look very similar in like the technology, the way they fight, the way they act, and the worlds, the the feel of it. Not just the CGI. They have practical effects for the because uh, they mimicked, because you know, they, they copied. They didn't do shit. There's else. nothing wrong with that if you're trying to exist no, in the world your and you're is, trying to uh, set that world out, and then the you look at the prequels. Of, it's the argument of that they went so far advanced in the technology and everything else that it's, and then, it's and just jarring. All sudden, with all the it is jarring. That, yeah. And then how's it like you go into a timeline that's like maybe five, ten, twenty years later, and then everything looks like it should have been a hundred years old because it was made in the seventies. Come on, dude. That's like the prequels were not made in the 70s. No, they weren't. But what are you going to do? Replicate the 70s feel? Rogue One did a pretty good job of it. Rogue One did a great job of it. <laughs> and, so, and, and the again, sequels also still held up again, to that. that. Again, that's after the fact. That's after uh, thinking Rogue about it. Rogue One did a good job. I want to get back to Chris and Boogie. Now, I, I gave you some time, but because I know you guys are here. Uh, Chris, uh, you have had the longest time to speak. Anything else you want to add to sort of tear down uh, either the uh, sequels or add to the brilliance of the prequels? Well, I, I would just say that the the treatment of the legacy characters is the thing that is the most disappointing to me about the sequels. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know, try to defend and say that the prequels are perfect. I don't think I think you would admit, Boogie um, and Don, that the, the sequels are not perfect. You know, each has their merits. Each has their flaws. 
I personally prefer the prequels. And I, I do think that um, you can complain about the politics all you want, but I do think it's interesting because politics does seep into other types of things. Uh, I was in an argument with a friend of mine the other day trying to explain to him that Flash Gordon is about identity politics. Because Flash Gordon is the Hawkmen, the Lizardmen, you know, the, the all these different sort of kingdoms of Mongo that are all different you know, species, and they're all separate, and they're all made to fight amongst each other, while the real villain, of course, is Ming the Merciless, who is a totalitarian dictator. And I will say that I think the inclusion of some underneath-the-surface politics in episode one, I think is interesting in the sense that we do live in a time where, uh, where, where countries can go bad. Countries can become more totalitarian. It's happened in the last century, right? We've seen it or uh, the last century, right? Um, so so I, think it's, I think that those kind of messages woven in for kids is not a bad thing. Something It's not hit you over the head, it's not hammer you over the head, but I do think it's fascinating. If it, if it inspires, say, young kids to want to go, hey, maybe I'll be a senator in a galactic republic, I think that that's, I think that that's interesting. And I think we do live in a time now where people are more politically aware. Do the prequels have anything to do with that? I don't know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. All I'm saying is, is that, I, I think that, that I think that that's an admirable thing, whereas I think the sequels it's very clear from everything that's come out from behind the scenes and it's very clear from just watching the movie with your eyes that there was no plan from the beginning there was no plan for how it was going to end there was no plan for what the character arcs are and one of the best characters my favorite character from the sequels Finn that is interesting that is interesting a guy who was a soldier you know taken away as a child forced to fight in the first order and then Finn's character is wasted Finn's character, the payoff of Finn's character arc should have been, should have been in The Rise of Skywalker, surrounded by a group of stormtroopers. They think it's over. He's, he's going to be dead. And the, the stormtroopers, these First Order stormtroopers, recognize him. He's the Finn. He's Finn. He is the stormtrooper. And all of these stormtroopers unmask themselves. Because if you think about it, Amen. Finn is killing the grown-up children who were kidnapped from their families and forced to fight in the First Order. That's what Finn is doing at the end of Rise of Skywalker. He's killing his former uh, former uh, military compadres, right? So I find it. I find that that's not how his character arc should have should have uh, uh, ended. There was that character. What's her name? They I gave it to the, the girl. Twice. They gave it to the woman. They Jaffa. gave they gave they gave that his arc to a woman to a character we barely we just they, met. Although well, uh, uh, yeah, Rise. they gave his arc so they, to someone they, else. Go ahead, Chris. Well, what's interesting about him meeting her is he's <laughs> meeting someone else who he met someone else who was like him, basically turned his back on the First Order. What I thought that they were building to was that Finn was going to be the hero who was going to turn these people who are stuck on these starships underwater. Yeah, that, that and really How nice. long have they been there? It's <laughs> utterly ridiculous. And that's it's a stupid thing when wow, you think we, about we, it for we... five seconds. Somebody so could have given no Finn sense. an arc and actually a point to the whole right. trilogy. Could, and decided exactly. not to, given, and he just screamed Ray the whole three movie. Of an arc. <laughs> someone could have given all three of them an arc. But here's what I hear: I hear that you actually like Finn and you want it more out of that character. What, well, like, what in, exactly. in the prequels was like, there a character that you wanted more out of, other than like Vader going no? Was there anybody in the prequels that you said I want to see more out of that character? Obi Wan. I got. I only had a great arc. I, I, I don't, I, at this oh, point, I want I feel to see like... more about Jar Jar Binks. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my God! What do you mean? What about what about old chick that just showed up in the third film and didn't have you know we didn't know who she was and well, and, and here's poor... what I, I want to yeah, break down. Plenty, the... Look, there's if I if so, I may, so I'm like characters read, in this prequel. So Boogie, the hold on. just showed up and just went away and I'm like. So I, I, I want to get to the films themselves and and everything, Boogie. I'm going to go to you next, but I, I do have to. I want to call out Jack Norton. Jack, thank you very much for that super chat. Uh, that was a very generous review. Uh, so I'm interrupting the show because you supported the channel. Uh, was Anakin in Episode Two just a cringy nice guy or actually autistic? Now look, he's bringing up an interesting point because Anakin is a creepy, cringy, psychotic character as he's in the film, as Jack just pointed out. So I'm giving Boogie and Adon a point so I can chime this in. It's really off-putting. His relationship with Padma is psychotic. It's just how I'm curious, Boogie, you can help add on this or, or whatever. Does, does, was that a good addition to Vader's legacy? Did that make us care about Vader more? Uh, Boogie, would you like to elaborate? All right, so again, it's so much easier just to dismantle Chris's arguments than it is to try to approach my own, but I will do that by the time we're done here. <laughs> there are reasons the sequels are very, very good in certain aspects, even though they're bad overall. Certainly not as bad as the prequels. Let's talk about legacy characters for just one second, Chris, um, because, you know, Han Solo was Han Solo in that film, and, you know, he, he may have not went out a way that you liked, but I loved his death. I thought it was beautiful, the fact that he was willing to reconcile with the son and got murdered for trying to do it. It's exactly what Anakin, Darth Vader, tried to do with his son. It's what it's exactly that moment mirrored in a whole other different way. Yeah, I didn't like what they did with Princess Leia, but what option did they have? Carrie Fisher was dead. And I desperately did not like what they did with Mark Hamill, though I do think there is some redemption to the character by the time the series is over. But nothing is forgivable about Anakin. Nothing is forgivable. Uh, uh, one throwaway, throwaway line that George Lucas decided to write around is when Yoda looks at Luke and says, I will not train you. You are too old. So what does that mean? Quite literally, they have to be children when they're being trained? No, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, but that's what George Lucas does. He takes it and he runs with it. Now he's got all these younglings, all of them, eight, four, three, two years old. You got two-year-olds in a scene holding up lightsabers, barely able to hold up their diapers, fighting those little training droids at one point. And what did Anakin Skywalker do? He refused to kill them until the Emperor said, but you have to. And then 30 seconds later, he started murdering children. Now, I like Darth Vader as a conflicted character. I like Darth Vader as a character that is willing to do bad things but wants to do good. That's what makes Darth Vader interesting. There is no version of Darth Vader that would murder 90 babies yes, there is. because they might turn into Jedi, okay? And that's not the Darth Vader that I grew up with. He butchered that character. There is, I, He literally could have cast anyone in the world and he cast Hayden Christensen because he liked the way he looked. Didn't care that he couldn't act. And he's definitely gotten to be a better actor since Star Wars, but if you're going to put somebody in that situation where they're acting with, alone in front of a green screen with no sets and nobody else, you need to cast somebody who knows what they're doing, and Hayden did not at the time. That's cruel what he did to Hayden, and it's cruel what he did to Darth Vader and to the fans by doing that to Darth Vader, but nothing will excuse the choice to show us Anakin as a child and casting a child to have his life quite literally ruined because he was cast by that. The things they did to the actor that played Jar Jar Binks aren't fair, but what they did, the seething hatred of Anakin Skywalker, both as children and as an adult, ruined the lives of those actors. I'm telling you, the person that plays Ray is probably going to live to be okay. 
I know that most of the people that were in the sequels are going to have their lives be okay. There's there's literal victims of George Whoa, Lucas there's... who they thought they were the best thing that was ever happening to them was getting cast in that film and they trusted him. But because his writing was so bad, because this prequels were so bad, those people have literal PTSD from being in those films. That's how bad they are. Boogie, may I please, may I please address a few things that you just said? I have to. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I, I, Chris, please forgive me here. Okay, so a couple things. Number one, um, yeah, some people, you know, the the fact that people treated uh, actors horribly in the prequels has not changed because in the sequels they did that to Tran, Tran, uh, the Asian lady, Kelly Murray mm -hmm. Tran, Kelly, yes, yes, Rose. Yes. So, um, and again, that's not her that has, fault. That's not that her fault. That's just Star bad. Wars fans, and, and and that's just the fandom that can get really, really vicious. So. Uh, let's just say that there. The people that are picking on people that, that just voiced the character and, and was told to do what a director told them to do, guess what? That is something that still exists today, except now they got Twitter to follow up on it. So that's just the only difference between then and now. All right, so let's start there. The fans and the, and the people that have been mistreated for characters that they portrayed. The other thing is that we talked about Hayden Christensen and, and his portrayal of Anakin. Let's talk about something. Let's look. Let's really look back at the prequels and look at it from a sociopath standpoint. Okay, Hayden Christensen, <laughs> the, let's face it, Anakin Skywalker was a sociopath. Yes. He uh, was, thank you. I was making sure someone did yes, call this out. He is a sociopath. He was born a slave. Okay, no father, born a slave, raised a slave, taken from his mother, trained to fight, to do, to do war, taken into a warrior society to do war. Peace, love, no anger. Dude, you're given a lightsaber and learn how to do war. What's the first thing he does when he finds out about his mom? Kills an entire village, including younglings. Goes back to his girl and confesses it like, oh my God, I actually did this. Forgive me. And she was like, well, you know what? You know what? Tough times. Let me, let me go ahead and give you that. I'll give you a pass. That sucked. You know what? If someone, so if someone, bad writing. Hey, not for nothing. <laughs> not for nothing. If hey, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a married man. If someone killed my mom, I'm going off. I'm going completely off. And my wife would be like, yeah, no, you know what? Go for it. She would totally support me on that right now. Someone kills my mom. I kill an entire neighborhood. My wife would be getting my back. I'm just letting you know that right now. So, listen. So I agree, but not to interrupt. Yeah. She, she knew him for like a month. It was like a no, bachelor date. she knew date. him since he was a kid. No, and then this, they this, knew this each other for forth. a pod race. Okay. And it was, which was, so, no one's mentioned how so creepy it was. They, they, they were separated so, so for years. My, because my, of anyway, again, again. And they we, just we meet and she falls of, in love with him. So, I agree with we you. We know plenty of people that have a five to ten year age gap. Let's say she's 16. Let's say she's 16 and he's 10. Let's say she's 18 and he's 10. That's an eight-year eight year gap. When he meets her, he's 18 and she's like, what? But 28, 38? Whatever. Anyway, go to your point. That's the equivalent of her hanging outside the school just like, I'm waiting dude, for you. Yeah. No, but no, they wish. Come on. <laughs> he, she wasn't waiting for him. The, the, the love story, can I, is anyone going to defend the love story of the prequels? I'll, I'll come back to the Because it's embarrassing. <laughs> Does anyone want to defend? Do you guys actually want, Chris, Don, I'm putting it back to you. Are either of you actually going to tell me that the, the prequels is a strong love story? I'm not saying it is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Is Chris, there any, no. Is, so, so the kiss, the Kylo Ray kiss, made sense. They were more romantic to me than Padma and Anakin. Finn got wronged. Finn got wronged. He did. Okay. Wait, Chris, what were you gonna say? I have one quick point. That's the thing that's actually missing. Whether it's good or bad in the prequels is up for debate. But I will say this: the sequels is completely devoid of romance. It is no romance because really oh the beginning. Oh no, but listen, listen, let me make my point. The beginning of Star Wars started with romance. It was Luke Skywalker seeing the image of a woman who he says, who is she? She's beautiful. Okay, finds out later that's his sister. 
But that, that's, <laughs> a, that's another discussion. That's All I'm saying right. is what's completely lacking in the sequels is romance. I mean, at the end of The Force Awakens, <laughs> you know, uh, Ray friend zones Finn, which I thought was bullshit because I thought it was pussy of Disney not to have an, I mean, who gives a shit interracial relationship? I mean, there's so many aliens in the Star Wars universe. Who cares? At least there could have been some romance. There's nothing. There's this bad fanfic Twilight romance between mm. between Kylo Ren and Rey, which is the the worst thing since Twilight. By her right? taking, so by her taking the Skywalker name, she just made her his cousin. Two, by the way, let, let, let's just be honest. Like, Skywalker, oh, no, you're all talking at once. I can't hear you. Sorry, I'm you. about to burst. By her, saying, about, <laughs> by her saying that she's a Skywalker, she's now Kylo's cousin. So, by the way, she's just incesting yeah, herself at that. the end there. Okay, well, you just, all, everyone's admitted that <laughs> ending is terrible of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. dude, 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 dude. Okay, look, like, Chris, man, I don't know you. I don't know your sexuality. I don't mean to judge you in any way, okay? Like, if I say Uh-oh. something stupid here, I apologize. <laughs> Jesus, but, dude, you need to get setup. your testosterone levels checked. If you did not pick up on the sexual tension between Ray and fucking Kylo, like, you need to wake some shit up, get some Viagra in your system. Something's going wrong, okay? Because the entire internet picked up on it. The entire world picked up on it. There are tens of thousands of fans out there who said, this is the sexiest shit Star Wars ever brought to the table. And I think they're right. And for all the problems that throne room scene has, the sexual tension in that scene is not one of the problems. That is sexy. That is one right, of the let's sexiest. Not boogie, let's not go too <laughs> off the reins of hey, which prequels hey, say. Hey, you know what? Which Killing Star a bunch Wars of people. Is more you're right. Sexual. Slaughtering a lot of people could be a sexual thing. And that's why, you know, uh, when um, Anakin went and slaughtered an entire village, she was like, you know what? It's kind of hot. You, you killed the whole village for your mom. What would you do for me? She got turned on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that's, that's sexy. If that's sexy. Then she could be turned on by him taking out a whole bunch of sand people because he don't. She don't. No one cares about sand people. Apparently, no, no one cares about sand people. No one likes sand no. either. Fighting, so there you go. Fighting together for your life to decide the fate of humanity, doing backflips off of each other, guarding each other, knowing that moments before you're enemies, but now the connection between you, both romantic, emotionally, and politically, has forced you to do shit that you weren't ready to do, knowing has now decided to protect you against all odds. Dude, I know this is a room full of guys. I know this is a sausage fest, but there is no woman who sat through that movie and didn't come out of that saying that was the most romantic shit Star Wars has ever done. All right, well, I'm putting in the comments to sell this debate. Which is the better romance, the sequels or the prequels? Kylo and Rey or uh, Anakin and Padma? Let's let, in the comments... Kylo and Rey is a dysfunctional, is a dysfunctional uh, romance. They 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 fought each other, sliced each other, beat each other up. That is a um, what's that is more a, dysfunctional that, than pedophilia? That, no, no, hold on. First of all, <laughs> it's oh, not with an eight-year-old. There's a problem, dude. Okay, listen. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get dark. Every guy in here, every guy in here, every guy in chat. Sorry, oh, ladies. God. Every guy in chat, every guy in here has sat there and put a token on a girl who was like, I'm waiting till she's 18 or 19. When they were at a certain age, where they're like 21, 22, they're like, yo, just wait till you're 18, okay? So I'm not being sexist by saying a girl could do the same thing, okay? A woman could put a token on something and say, I'm going to wait till you're 18. If I was going to put a token on something, it wouldn't be on an 8-year-old. It wouldn't All right, be on hold a on. Before we're going <laughs> he, he, weird rails. he grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks Demon, good. Demons had a lot to drink. And uh, I don't want to get boogie off on this tangent. Let's let's rewind. All right, so here I'm going to take – no, it's shit. Dun, dun, dun. Pulling my hammer in. All right, hold on. We got, we wanted first. All right, look. Here's what I want to know because I, I'm ju- trying to judge this, and the comments are going to help me decide the, as we wrap this fight up because there's so many ways to go. There's two things I want to talk about. One, I want to talk about the movies in general. Are there better movies in the prequels or the sequels? Let's actually get to that quickly. But I, I, I still want this answered. 
because no one's really done it. And based off that chat, and I want to call out Echo Base Network. Thank you, man. Go check out their Star Wars documentary uh, on their channel. Uh, it's really, it's really cool. I was they had to, I got it, did a thing for them, uh, but they did some cool stuff over there. Uh, but he said, just want to give you a shout out, Andy, for a great show, and to Chris and Boogie for supporting him on his new channel. The OT is the goatest, is the goat greatest of all time, uh, and this sequel trilogy sucks. Uh, thank you for that uh, love. Uh, but I want to go back to the, the super chat stuff um, because. Anakin, Anakin's prequel origin. Does it really help Darth Vader? Does it really help Star Wars? Did we need it? I, I wanna, I want someone to sort of help me get past that issue. Uh, so I'm going you to you, Chris and Damien. How does that help? How did that help lay up and make Vader cooler instead of the cringy, awkward? Someone called him autistic. I would call him stalkery, creepy, weird. It's it, it, explain that to me because it's the it's it beyond just the corruption you talked about in the beginning, Chris, which is fair. It really is about the origin of Darth Vader and his downfall and why he turned to the dark side. And I just didn't buy it. So I, I'm like, why? why and it's, it's such a crucial part that you guys have sort of glossed over. And Boogie and Adon, you haven't hit it hard enough that I, it's important for me here. Can you defend or explain oh. to me sort of to help that Damien or Chris who wants to talk? I'll let Chris go first since you're you know go for it, man. I got you back. I got you. Don't Real worry about quick. It. I mean. He's, he's Darth Vader before he put the armor on, right? He's Darth Vader uh, before he put that armor on. That's why I think that what you're what you're seeing is, and I'd love to see, because uh, we were talking before we started going on about uh, all the different phantom edits and different recuts that fans have done, and there have been some really remarkable ones that have been made. What I would love to see is the Godfather 2 cut of uh, the first six Star Wars films, where you intercut Luke's journey with Anakin's journey, where you see Luke making the right choices failing, you see Anakin making the wrong choices also failing in different ways. So I, I think that no one sees Anakin necessarily as the hero, it's the the fall of the hero, right? So so I can't defend that. I, 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 I would just say that one of the things that maybe is a disappointment about all of the Star Wars films is when Luke became a Jedi, we never got to see him be a badass. You know, at the end, he's a Jedi, and then suddenly we cut to him, he's on an island, right? And he's given everything up. And, you know, Darth Vader, the minute he puts the helmet on and becomes Darth Vader, credits, it's over. So we never got to see, and I'm sure there'll be Disney Plus show called Vader, or hopefully they'll smarten up and make you know, use Mark Hamill in the adventures of Luke Skywalker and tell some of the legends of what made Luke Skywalker so great. We never got to see them truly be who they were on screen. We saw these journeys, but but the good stuff, too much of the good stuff happened off camera. So I don't know if that really defends uh, my argument, but uh, that's what I would say to that. Let me let me explain from a, from a Vader standpoint. So... When we meet Vader, he's a mysterious character, and that's the beautiful thing about a mysterious character is that you don't know how they got there. You don't know what it, what it was about him that got them there. But when we decided to do a prequel and we decided to follow this, yes, there's some cringy writing, but best what? Both, all, all, the, all the episodes have cringy writing and cringy moments. But what we do get is we get an actual – we actually get a falling arc, and it's a well-executed falling arc. We get a person who starts off innocent, has rough beginnings, starts off innocent, and through – corruption and through bad decisions and emotional trauma continues to go down further and further a path where you could actually honestly look at you could look at Anakin sometimes and go Anakin just just don't do it 
like when when Luke was told not to go to his friends because it could lead to the dark side, they were referencing back in retrospect. They're re- referencing back to a time when Anakin was not supposed to go and use his vision to go check out on his check on his mom. Luke had many a times where he walked that line and almost became dark. And when we, like you said, like Chris said, when we see Luke make the right decision and just fall on this side of right, Luke was even able to look at his hand and look at Vader and say, "I I, I just fell on this side of of the, of the light side." We saw Vader have one opportunity in each film to do something right, and then he decided to go wrong. And he did had good reasons to go wrong. I wanted to protect the people I love. I couldn't protect my mom. Now I want to protect my wife. Now I want to protect the woman who's having my kids. Like, it's, he had multiple things that, and there's plenty of times when people were like, there's plenty of people that when they're enraged and they're in jealous and they're feeling awful, that they'll turn on their best friends, they'll turn on their family. This is an this is an actual psychological thing that really happens. Granted, if it was maybe acted better or maybe directed better, because I can't put it all on the actor. Sometimes directors just say, "Yeah, that's good, keep moving." But we did get an actual reason why this guy in a mask is so horrible and so feared. This is a guy who has not once, not twice, but three times just massacred a bunch of people. And not batted an eye because he felt he was justified in doing so. Even when he was trying to convince Luke, he was trying to convince Luke that, hey, me and you could do this better than Obi-Wan and we could do it better than all these other guys. He was still trying to be the best. He thought he was in the right. So when we saw him kill kids, he thought he was in the right. He thought, hey, I'll kill these kids to save my, to save my wife, to save the love of my life. I'll kill these people, to kill, kill these villages to avenge my mom. We saw a guy become dark. Who started off as an innocent child? We thought he was just a cool child, and we got to watch him go dark. And now well, we understand I, why Vader is so feared. Yeah, no, I, I and look, I'm going to give you that. I think just the execution might have been poor, <laughs> but I, I I agree the the moments are then, so I'll give you that. Let's go to what to one more point of this, and then I'll give you guys closing. But movies, if we're breaking down all the movies between episode one, episode two, and three, and then episode uh, seven, eight, nine. Uh, where do we where do we net out? Why don't we go move for movie? Sure. First, so first, uh, 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 Phantom Menace versus um, Phantom Menace versus Force Awakens. Right, quick, quickly. Best best moments, cringiest moments. Go for it. What's the better movie, Force Awakens or Phantom Menace? I would say absolutely the Phantom Menace. In, Phantom uh, it's Menace. A more original story, more original production design, more uh, just uh, more about better the lore villain. and canon. Uh, better, better world building. Just uh, Force Awakens, I think, is might be one of the weakest of the Star Wars films. Rise of Skywalker might be the worst. And to me, The Last Jedi is my favorite of the sequels because it actually took some risks and it has one of the best moments in Star Wars, which is the throne room scene with Snoke. I think is fantastic. So, you know, I'm willing to, of course, uh, uh, acknowledge that there uh, are some good things about the sequels. But if I have to. If I have to weigh the two trilogies, um, I'm. I think the prequel trilogy actually has has, you know, has aged better. And I think it remains to be seen if the sequel trilogy will age better. I think that I think that uh, I, I think that the last film really soured me on the entire sequel trilogy. It really, you know, it wasn't just if it was just okay like Force Awakens, it would have been fine. But Rise of Skywalker was. For, for me, a colossal disappointment. And I, and I do see a divide among fans where people either loved it or hated it. I saw it with a group of 20 people and it was pretty divided with half the group really enjoying it and the other half just hating it. 
So, which I, which is is very uh, interesting to me. So, well, Phantom Menace um, is getting the comments by far. There's, there's no really two Force Awakens. So, Boogie or yeah. Adon, would you, you, would you pick Force Awakens over Phantom Menace? I'll give you quick time. Boogie, uh, you want to go first? Do you have a thought, or anybody want to chime in on that? Boogie's almost gouging his eye out. And I, I think my biggest <laughs> argument is, um, I know it's a rehash of number four, and and number one is unique, but number one is also unique in a lot of really bad ways. Um, one of the biggest sticking points they think there for me is going to be the CG, um, because the computer graphics, like when you go back and you look at Phantom Menace, it doesn't look like Star Wars. Nobody thinks it looks like Star Wars. Mm, Even the costume doesn't look like Star Wars. The original Star Wars looks way better than the prequels do. I agree. It's it's weird. And then the last Jedi looks like, or not last Jedi, yeah, the Force Force Awakens. The Force Awakens looks like Star Wars. Like the CG was there to make it look like four, five, and six did. And even when they do something new, it looks right. It looks good. I mean, Jar Jar is in uncanny valley territory. Most of the CGI is in in the previous movies are uncanny valley. So if you put a child uh, down and he watches four, five, and six, and then he goes back to watch one, he's like, "Oh, were these movies made before four, five, and six? Because they look terrible." And you shut him down, and he watches seven after six. At least he's going to see it's the same world. At least it's going to make sense. But uh, e- even though the plot in seven is a copy paste of four, uh, it, it at least feels like Star Wars. It makes sense. It has Star Wars beats and Star Wars stuff going on. It doesn't have the Senate. It doesn't have Jar Jar Brinks stepping into poopy and then saying, oh, I step into a poopy. You know, like it, it's just, Jesus, it's an easy choice for me. Most of your arguments so, about the aesthetics though. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I, I didn't hear yeah. it. But fans so, picked Phantom Menace. Let's, I, Cause I want to do this little speed round. Last Jedi versus Attack of the Clones. What's the better film? I actually like Last Jedi over Attack of the Clones. I, I legitimately do it uh, for the same reasons that was brought up that like it goes off into his own uh, parts. It took I risk would, in different I would areas. Agree, yes. Damien and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris, are you willing to secede that point? I will, no, no I, attack of the clones has great moments, but I will secede that last Jedi took it to a place that felt star Wars. And it felt like it was trying to add a story to this trilogy that the two directors did not agree on. And you can vote it down. Yeah, Last Jedi versus Attack of the Clones in the comments. You can vote now. Go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say? Yeah, I, 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 would, I would concede that. I think that The Last Jedi, for me, because Luke Skywalker is in it uh, and, and has, has a, a really amazing arc. So I really like that. I like the throne room scene with Snoke. I like Porgs being eaten. I like some of the social commentary that's twisted in some ways. It's the only Star Wars film that actually comments on the idea of war and a military industrial complex. So um, I like those ideas being explored. I don't like to. No, we have, can't talk uh, about uh, politics uh, and uh, industrial uh, complex. That's not good for Star Wars. We can't talk about that, bro. We can't do that, man. <laughs> All right. So then, we, we, I mean. Prequels had that stuff in there too, you know. know, So I I don't know what people are thinking. So, uh, but in any case, yeah, I I would say that Last Jedi. um, I I do love the last third of Attack of the Clones. I think it meanders quite a bit, especially with the romance. But once it gets to the, you know, the the Colosseum and that the final fight, the last third is, and then when you kind of realize what's happening, like, oh my God, we're just seeing the beginning of the Clone Wars. So uh, you know what it is. You know, the Last Jedi has a beautiful scene. Last Jedi is the better film. You know what? I'm might, I might actually kind of swaying to Attack of the Clones because The Last Jedi has a beautiful fight scene. <laughs> and the way they treated Luke is just, I'm kind of pissed off about it still. 
Um, but there was some there were some things they're trying to do. But Attack of the Clones had Yoda fighting, had Anakin fighting, losing his hand. Had when you talk about fights, the beautiful you actually got to see the making of the clones. You actually got to see Obi Wan really trying to come into his own. Like, there's a lot of stuff with with Attack of the Clones that's like noteworthy. In fact, that's why the series spun off. Wait, Clone was it, Wars. Wasn't Attack of the Clones where they finally made uh, Jar Jar a senator? Yes. Yeah. He's not gonna do yeah. this. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? Hey, but listen. Like, the so... Senate has to represent every species, bro. <laughs> ETs. Oh, this, is... That was so ridiculous. Okay, so come they on. Jar Jar. All right. Well, look. Last but anyways, Gen- like, yeah. last Chief Jedi... phone home is in the Senate. Come on. <laughs> No. It was, it Ouch. See, that's Come on. A, that's so, a hold on. All right, so well, that's fair. But Last Jedi got the, the overall thing. But Revenge of the Sith versus Rise of Skywalker, that one seems like that's going to be a pretty easy Re- Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so I need Boogie and Adon. Can you argue Sith. that Rise of Skywalker is better than Revenge of the Sith? And you I'm guys vote in the comments. I'm going to argue that anything is better than Revenge of the Sith oh, because of what they did to Darth Vader, whether it's murdering younglings on a whim, whether it's the no scene, whether it's not the, the fact that it is horribly abusive to Padme and nearly killed her. Like I, I like, I want a sociopathic Darth Vader. That's fine. But when he's a actual petulant child burning in lava, acting not like a, uh, a sociopath, but like a, the, the child version of the him 10 years right later, now. like it's just so bad. There's I'm, just so I'm, much. I mean, the fight on Mustafar, which lasts 30 minutes and just like, why? Nobody even makes a connection. It's just uh, there's anything is better than that. The film. only now connection that said, that's made on Revenge yeah. of the Sith is Kylo and Rey. That's the only connection that's ever made. And that's through force and then a kiss. You're talking about the guy. You mean you mean the, the film that jumps through the first 30 minutes that no one can keep up with because they're light skip lights light speed jumping you're talking about i mean okay yeah so you're not you're you're talking about the film where where they're doing where she's able to do force lightning because she's just pissed what is she okay you know what i mean let's be honest about that (laughs) you're talking about the one that brought back the city and how they treated cities the most villainous villain and they hooked him up to a to a to a old people pediatric (laughs) chair and then he had he had clone army and clone sith (laughs) you're talking about this you're talking about that film the one that they just rushed through and this just crushed all our dreams the one where Sidious died the second time with the lightning on the on his face, where she walked up to him again. You mean that? Dude, film? I know you can do this for an hour, so but you can we do that for all hour, right? <laughs> Let, let's be honest. If we're comparing I mean, the two, like which one had a better script and better writing in comparison? I don't remember. Uh, I have, I've watched uh, uh, the what's that? Rise of the Skywalker twice, and I can't remember the script. It went too fast. Yeah, it, it's, hey, look, it's I, two I, movies you, in one film. I, I, Chris, you're gonna say something, but I, I feel like it's just it's a hard one to win. That, that Revenge of the Sith, I agree with everything Boogie says, but it seems like from a movie perspective, there's probably one, and I, one could argue that Rise of Force Awakens started okay, uh, mm-hmm. and could, you, but I feel like it's hard to say that there aren't. I, I think it's safe to say that the prequels have at least two better movies than the sequels do, based on what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. So I'm going to give this. I would I would definitely disagree with that, but that's okay. But the one thing I do want to say is that if you hate um, the the eighth movie for destroying Han, uh, sorry Luke Skywalker, then I don't know how you could ever defend Revenge of the Sith for doing what it did to Darth Vader, because that was one of the coolest villains in history and it turned into one of the most like spastic fucking just such a bad version of that character i i would love to have seen a sociopathic darth vader but not not that man nobody See, no, that i would mean make more sense just, if he yeah. was actually sociopathic like he he is expressing emotions and uh throughout the series and and poor scripting 
but it, uh, if he was having like a mental disorder or something where he's not expressing his emotions, he's devoid of emotions or like he's trying to connect, uh, going Dexter, as I would like to call it. And, right. uh, and, uh, and they were watching his arc and somehow he's roping in Padme and, but in the background, he's like, I'm just trying to fit in when I don't really fit in. That will be a, uh, that will make sense for Vader as he's uh, progressing because then we're like, okay, we can see him going bad and see this uh, build mm -hmm. of a character and uh, give him like really iconic scenes of like him being badass other than I got emotional and I killed a, a group of people. Or, including like, a I got group told of that children, my girlfriend's gonna die and I get children for God's sakes. All right, I want to um, wrap things up and I but I want to get some of these comments that came in quickly. Uh, uh, Wancho, thank you, Wancho. Prequel love story Anakin and Padme. Padme, thank you for, for, for the pronunciation because I say Padma all the time because I think of Padma Latchkey from Top Chef. Uh, Padme uh, were flung into, or is it Pad? Am I saying which one's right? Padme. Padme. Is, okay. Padme uh, were flung into a life life or death clone war. They might not live to see the end, so that let that they let themselves fall for each other, even knowing it's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't buy it though. I thank you for the support. I, I my that whole scene was weird. I never Natalie Portman fantastic actor even Anakin or Hayden Christensen decent actor uh, but the problem with he was clearly mimicking Mark Hamill in the original sequel in the original movies because mm. Mark Hamill is not the best actor in the in <laughs> New Hope either he's sort of a whiny God, Tashi Station for converters you can tell Hayden Christensen's actually like trying to mimic some of those so that means whiny, he's genius yeah so but I, I give I give Hayden Christensen a little bit more props because I realize I don't think that was all intentional that was like his research of all right who how who is this Anakin. Okay, well, I can watch the Mark Hamill performance, and it, that blew my mind. So I still don't buy, though, even though both those actors, the, the, the script ruined that love story, and it's forced like crazy. So, sure, but it seems like you, uh, Juan, thank you for that, and everybody else. Uh, and then I got another support from Echo Base Network. Uh, yes, thank you, Echo. Uh, I, I will get... Uh, you, you're plugging your documentary. I'll make sure you, he does a, a trilogy, sequel trilogy documentary that was very interesting. I haven't had a chance to watch, but like I said the first time, go check out Echo Base. Uh, he wants you on it, Chris. I'll try and uh, give you a link so you can check it out and see if that's what you want to do, but thank you for the support again, Echo. I appreciate that. Uh, everyone can look it up on Echo's channel there, Echo Base Network, to watch the sequel trilogy, which was uh, a fascinating sort of history of all what they did. Uh, it has a lot of fun cameos. Um, but so, so wrapping up this fight as we go through it, um, final thoughts from you, Chris, and final thoughts from you, Boogie. I'm leaning one way, but you could still, either of you could sway me. Uh, I want to start with you, though, Chris. Final thoughts on why prequels over our hour-long conversation here, why are you still reaffirmed after it all that prequels is definitely the better definitive trilogy over the sequels? Re really simple. Um, it had the people forget the villain of the prequels is not Anakin. The villain of the prequels is Palpatine and the better Palpatine. If we're looking at revenge of the Sith versus rise of Skywalker, rise of Skywalker, where Palpatine is basically in a space stairmaster for <laughs> old prior emperors. Um, the, the, the Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith is utterly horrific. The scene he has with Anakin during the space opera, the scene where he tells him to do it. The other, the, uh, the, the, the scene where we finally see the turn where Palpatine becomes and the emperor, his scene declaring basically that he's, he, you know, he, he's declaring, you know, himself the emperor effectively in, in the Senate. This scene where he fights Yoda, the, the, just all of that, Palpatine is so amazing in that. And then the fact that, like, the, the accomplishment, and, and, you know, whether we, you know, I would say that 
and forth, right? We can shades of this. Maybe this one's a little better, that better. I think the one thing we're united by is we all love the original trilogy, which is why the underwear I'm wearing right now. This is the Did underwear. Did you take your underwear off during wearing. the show? It says. <laughs> well, you can see. Wow. Go. See, I, I didn't it's, wear my Darth Vader uh, underwear because the prequels have shamed it so much. You just said this Impressive underwear that he's no. wearing. You took your underwear off. You have no, you're bottomless right now. You're commando right now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have extra pairs of underwear that I like. But in any case, Chris, I respect um, you, bro. The we're united by is that we all love the original trilogy. And the one thing that people forget what the original trilogy is really about, it's about the redemption of Darth Vader by his son, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, in the final throne room scene in Return of the Jedi, he doesn't cancel Darth Vader. He doesn't cancel him. He, because anyone else would have been, he's awful, he's he's a serial killer, he's a sociopath. He thinks he can turn him back to the good side, and he does that. And that's that's what I think, because um, we live in this day and age where we've forgotten the lessons of Return of the Jedi. We're looking to cancel people, or I'm not talking to this person because they have this view. And I'm looking like, you know, maybe this person can be turned, and if not, you know, maybe we can all coexist. So whether you love the sequel trilogy more or the prequel trilogy, I think we're united by the original trilogy. Luke did not cancel Darth Vader. I guess that's my point. All right, Boogie, your final thoughts? It's very simple. Uh, you know, I went into this argument, uh, and I argued the sequels just at a flip of a coin, honestly. Uh, but the more that we sat and talked about this, and the more that I did my research today, what it really comes down to is, no matter what, I don't like the prequels, I don't like the sequels, but one is Star Wars and the other isn't. Uh, the prequels are something completely different. Uh, they're both bad fan fiction to me, um, and they both butchered heroes and legacy characters that I loved and will always love. I always would rather live in a world where four or five and six were just one, two, and three, and that's all there ever was. But if we can't live in that world, I can't stand the idea of uh, an Anakin Skywalker uh, that that's whiny and childish and murders children on a whim. That's not the kind of evil that he deserved. He deserved a Breaking Bad. Instead, he got... I don't even know. I can't think of a bad example of a character turning from good to bad in 30 seconds. Uh, you know, there's so much there that could have been better executed when it comes to the prequels. But I think the biggest argument is if I set a child down in front of four or five and six and then I show them seven, they're going to understand they're still watching Star Wars. They're going to understand because they're going to recognize the style. They're going to recognize the aesthetics. They're going to recognize the characters. If I set that child down in front of one, two, and three, and they watch all three, I think most of them are still going to feel like it's a company, a different company that completely bought the thing and did something else. Disney did their best to preserve what comes after four, five, and six. Lucas did not do his best to make one, two, and three connect. And I feel like he utterly did. There are plenty of things in one, two, and three that I like better. And there's a lot of things in four, five, and six I hate worse. But what's better for the franchise? What's better for the world? I think Disney could do the world a service. I'm glad that George Lucas didn't get to make the final films. I'm glad that George Lucas, the same guy who took Darth Vader and turned him from one of the coolest villains ever and turned him into a whiny child, wasn't allowed to do whatever God names God in God's name he would have done with Luke Skywalker, whatever he would have done with Carrie Fisher. Uh, Disney was handed a very difficult thing. They were given three scripts that, based on the leaks, was absolutely horrid. He was handed three characters that will wear past their prime. We can't see Luke Skywalker 
uh, fight because Luke's, what, 58, 60? Uh, Carrie was morbidly obese after a lifetime of, of drug use. She had to lose all of the weight in order to do it. Harrison Ford, you're not going to get Harrison Ford into a whole movie. We're lucky we got him as far as we could. We're lucky we even got the, the cameo in the final film. So if I'm going to point a finger... I'm not going to point a finger at Disney for making bad films. They are bad films, but I'm going to point a finger at the creator of Star Wars who could have gotten that right and just completely failed to. Can I, can I add one last point with regard to the legacy characters and their age? Uh, six Star Trek movies. Well past their prime, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. They were old, and the, the, the other characters were old as well. We saw six Star Trek movies with old characters, and I think it really comes down to. We but can argue all day. But about that's this. apples and oranges, Chris. If I can, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's apples to oranges because what you were saying, we can see Captain Kirk in his old age sitting in a chair, commanding because that's what Captain Kirk did. We can't see Mark Hamill hacking with a sword at the same age that that we saw Kirk in a chair because it was an action film. You're comparing a soap opera to an action film. The Star Trek films are not action films. I know a bunch of people. I disagree. Are, you have stuntmen, you've got a Mark Hamill with him <laughs> shape. Uh Harrison Ford looked pretty good. Don't count Jack. I, I just see no reason why That's they couldn't have made seven, eight, and nine featuring <laughs> the legacy characters in a way that was respectful and have them go out differently. So there you go. That's my that's my final thought. All right, uh, I'm going to call time. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, thank you. That was a fun discussion. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of insight there. Uh, I want you guys at home now. You have a chance to vote. Uh, you can also throw in any other chats or support you want uh, before we wrap up the episode. Now's the time. But I want to see you guys vote for Team Alpha, if or just say Team Prequels. <laughs> yeah, easier. Prequels. Uh, Chris right. and Damien are on Team prequels. prequels on this episode. And then we have Boogie and Adon on Team Sequels. I'd love to see your... Uh, stuff down there, so go for it. Uh, start commenting now. Don't spam a lot of icons. That sometimes freaks out the system. People have gotten uh, banned from that. Uh, and uh, if, sorry if there's overly banning. There was a lot of sort of weird stuff trolling happening this episode, and I like to keep it on point. So uh, thanks for all your patience in there. Uh, but based off of these arguments that I heard, I d- look. I'll be honest. I I dislike the prequels more <laughs> to be fair <laughs> i do but i think uh chris and uh, you sold me pretty well uh, to sort of make me back and be unbiased here of the fact that you know with time which is what we've warned at the beginning it has given us more to sort of grow with them and learn more about it um and so as i'm going through my notes of sort of what you guys uh brought it to the table i think you made some valid efforts both sides and i think uh ultimately i, I think we, we there, there wasn't enough for me tearing down. Uh, there was more tearing down of the sequels than there was of the prequels overall. Uh, and I, I think the, even though I dislike Anakin's story, it's there. It just, I think the execution was not fantastic, which I think we've all sort of acknowledged, but then Chris really just nailed the sealed the deal when he finally said it out loud of there was no plan with the sequel trilogy. And it's hard to get past that, even though I heard some interesting and good fights from Adon and Boogie, there was no plan. uh, And that ultimately, I think really, it's just boggles my mind that JJ was able to boff it so poorly there at the end. uh, And that Disney has just completely wrecked this, what should have been such a celebrate, you know, celebrate uh, celebrative movie. And while I know there's fans that like it, it's just, it's, it's like still gives me a headache trying to figure out what were they thinking. (laughs) And so 
I never thought I'd come back and be like, well, I guess the prequels were better. So the fact that you guys all proved that, and it is, I got to give uh, Chris and Damien the win. You guys got this one, but it was a very good fight. Bravo, you both. So, Chris, you got your first win. That means you're going to have to come back and fight your on, defend your honor sometime later. Uh, you also get the first plug. Chris, what would you like to plug? you got a Kickstarter coming out about Attack of the Dock. you got a lot of stuff going. What would you like to plug uh, to make sure the fans here go check out? Uh, I'm making a documentary about Attack of the Show called Attack of the Dock, and you can you missed the Kickstarter. It's successfully funded, but we've only got about half the money we need to make the documentary. So if you go to Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash Attack of the Dock. Check that out. Um, I'm doing new episodes of DV Tuesdays on there, and that's part of what Patreon contributors will get. So every Tuesday, a new episode comes out along with other, like, content and behind the scenes stuff. So check out the Patreon for Attack of the Dock and then read my movie website, uh, filmthreat.com and subscribe to my podcast. And I do have a YouTube channel, Film Threat, and we just started doing original content. I've I've uh, resisted YouTube for some time, but I really have enjoyed so many personalities on YouTube like yourself, like Boogie, uh, other, other, other channels that I know you're aware of. And YouTube, what I love about it is it's honesty. I love the honesty of the people on YouTube. I really love that. So I've grown to really enjoy the platform, and I hope that people will, you know, consider me another voice that you might want to visit every once in a while. Yeah, so Film Threat is my channel. Please go check out Thank Film you. Threat. Go support Chris. I'd love to talk with you more. You're you're such a gentleman scholar. You know your stuff. Uh, you did not disappoint. Thank you so much for coming and supporting here and having fun with us. Uh, Boogie, thank you as well. I really appreciate you giving it your all. Thank you. Bro. I know you said I'm to me in the beginning, oh, man, this is going to be tough. I could go either way. So I know it wasn't truly in your heart, but I, I... – Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I, I straight <laughs> up, I was a ringle for the prequels here. Like, I, there's no there's no real argument you can make for the sequels. I tried. Like, I came up with, like, the handful of points that I thought might sell people here. But, man, yeah, I go into this, like, in the prequels more. Uh, I mean, there I do – really hate what they did to vader but you know you can only defend the sequel so much there's a lot wrong with those sequels and a lot more than's wrong with the prequels just there's no arguing that well yeah, I, and i want to thank you you had some great arguments you really had some great uh i mean you had really great points i it was it was hard for me to rebut a lot of the things that you said but um it was a it was a great discussion you, oh thank we, you chris we, you, we, we, you too as well, man. It was a lot of fun working with you, man. You're a lot of fun. Yeah, um, if you guys want to check if – and by the way, I'm, I'm Team Alpha all the way, by the way. Prequels easily, easily. <laughs> uh, but that said, uh, if you want to check me out, I've still got my YouTube channel, Boogie2988. I've got a new channel I've kind of been sleeping on since January, since ad revenue is down. It's my travel channel. Um, if you used to like my content back when I wasn't the miserable shit and I was a happier person – you ought to see how happy I am when I go to places like uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, or Disneyland and show that stuff to you. You want to see a happy boogie. That's the happiest I can be. I mean, uh, Disneyland's the happiest place on earth. That's Boogie Travels here on YouTube. I would love it if you checked it out. Um, and, man, this is a lot of fun, man. I've had a really rough day. I woke up to my Twitter getting uh, uh, hacked, and I'm like, that's why I was on the phone. I apologize, by the way, Andy, for being on my phone back and forth, but I've been, like, trying to get a hold of people on. Yeah, no, I know, uh, and I apologize. Yeah. I knew that was happening, so I, and thank you yeah, for not pulling that, thank through. You, dude. Guys, everyone, some people are tough on Boogie. Boogie's been a great guy to me. I support you, Boogie. I know uh, oh, I love you, Andy. the internet and then people just sometimes get in the way of certain ways, and I hate when the internet is a jury, judge, and executioner on a person. Uh, so I uh, thank you for coming and sticking with it and coming tonight. 
tonight because I know you had some Twitter issues and stuff. So I appreciate you not backing out. You're a gentleman as well. So thank you for your support as always. Uh, and everybody me. watching at home, go support those two. Uh, Damien and Don, always support them. Cannot wait okay. for Damien to announce more about a film movie he's working on. But in the I meanwhile, you don't, you don't, you're like, I don't care about social media. Well, no, I don't. But I will say this. <laughs> I, I, noticed, I noticed this from the chat. So I'm, I'm going to plug anything. I'm going to plug Spaceballs. If you're a Star Wars yes. fan, oh, I, know yes. some of the, some, I know some of the people said this in, in the chat, but hey, guys, if you're a Star Wars fan and you like parodies and Mel Brooks is it, it's for some of you, like this is before the prequels even. I mean, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is old, but it's still like really funny. Spaceballs. That's the one you want to go watch. It That's hits great. home so yeah, good. It, does. It, it, it is really great. It's every fanboy's like, uh, it's a great parody. <laughs> it's fun. It's go great. watch Spaceballs. That's my plug for the day. Uh, well, I guess that's my turn then. Yeah, your turn. I mean, talk about something. <laughs> okay, so uh, my channel, Nerd Tots, is coming back on online. We just got another video out. We're getting more videos. We just started a Twitter, so there's gonna be more things coming down the line. Um, so definitely check us out. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Mel Brooks, uh, like that'd be a great intro movie for you guys. I I have to piggyback on that because that is a good pull. So uh, some some of the some of the people in chat. Hey, thanks for pulling that up. I, I saw you. I saw you out there. Gotta yeah. give you respect. <laughs> and I gotta give respect to Bunda, my buddy Ricardo in the comments, who does this out of the goodness of his heart and was trying his best to work overtime with a bunch of trolls in the commenters. So I love you, Bunda. Thank you for bearing with uh, the mean people out there. Just have to be jerks. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your help there uh, and always your support. You're the man. Uh, and thank you all. The rest of you're watching now. If you guys are members, uh, if you aren't, go hit join. Uh, I'm gonna uh, hopefully if Chris or I know they're might have to bail quickly but i'll keep them on for another two minutes just so they can i can get their experience of this i do a little exit interview and i want to do the obi-wan conversation with at least damien and don and whoever else to stick around so if you guys are members we are going to go to an immediate follow-up stream right now for another quick follow-up debating this obi-wan show that the news is just got delayed and might have been canceled you're going to hear all about it we're going to argue is that right or wrong uh so tune bit tune in check back members please uh, go hit join down below it's next to subscribe you support the channel you get unlisted screen streams and extra content and you get little badges so i can see you uh so all of you guys who are still watching members come join us thank you for your support and thank you to all of you for watching uh hit that like button if you don't want to give money, that's fine, but hit the like button or leave a comment, like an actual comment, because that engagement helps the algorithm and keeps this show going. So, everybody, thank you again so much for watching. If you're a member, we're going to jump on over real quick to our members-only after show, uh, which you can get in the post section of my YouTube channel. It's confusing, mm -hmm. but go to the post section, and you'll see an unlisted members-only link that you can click on, and we'll be there in about two minutes. Uh, so, thanks so much. You can watch it anytime, even if it's not live. Uh, so, thank you, guys. There's a lot of stuff you can go back and check. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I appreciate your support. And uh, we will see you next week with Dick Masterson. He's coming back. Ooh. <laughs> tease, tease, tease. And we got some other fun. I got a lot of fun people on deck that I can't. I don't want to announce yet until we know exactly what's happening. But I've been getting a lot of support. If you got anybody you want to suggest to be on Nerd Wars, please hit me up and tell me. But we got some fun people coming. And Chris, I want you back. Boogie, you always come back. But Chris, uh, you are fantastic. Nice. Thank you for doing it. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching. Have an awesome night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>